0: Welcome to Rams Up. This is an L.A. Rams podcast. We'll touch on other SoCal sports news of merit, but it's mostly about the Rams here. Thank you for joining us. You can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com and visit our website at laramsup.com. And please don't forget, subscribe and give us that five-star rating. We really appreciate it. Let's get to it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 22 of Rams Up, your LA Rams podcast. What's in store today? We have our review of the Rams. In the last few weeks, we've looked at each of their NFC West rivals, given them the treatment. Is the arrow pointing up or down? This week, we do the same for our very own Los Angeles Rams. We also introduce a new feature this week. It's just going to be a two-episode look at who are the top 20 SoCal sports figures currently. Just a fun thing. Check it out. Get through some Rams news real quick. What's up with Tutu Atwell and those uniform reveals? Twice he has supposedly accidentally released photos of the Rams' new jersey. Is he just being a knucklehead, or is this part of the Rams' marketing scheme? I'm not sure. It's kind of funny. He's either in big trouble or he's getting some pats on the back from the marketing team. One of the two. I liked what I saw, though. Rams training camp schedule has been released. Starts July 28th. They'll have 10 open practices at UC Irvine. We went to UC Irvine for one of their open practices back in 2016. It's a lot of fun. Get a close-up look. Maybe get some autographs if you're into that. Certainly have some discussions. I know we chatted with Alec Ogletree when we were there. It was a good time. I won't bore you with the dates here. Just go to therams.com slash training camp. Provides all the training camp dates as well as which ones are open to the public. I ran across a couple of articles in CBS Sports that I thought I'd share with you, at least the Reader's Digest version. One of them ranked all NFL teams by the quality of their roster. And I think they did a pretty good job. They had the Rams with the fourth best roster. I know the Rams have an excellent roster. I'm not sure how I would rank them because I'm not that informed on the other 31 teams' rosters. They had the Cardinals with the 11th best, Niners 14th, and Seahawks 18th. And as you know, I've pointed out that I think the Seahawks roster is fairly weak. So I had no problem with these rankings. seems pretty accurate. I thought the Niners might be higher because I think they have a solid roster for the most part. Then there was another article on CBS Sports where they projected the standings for the NFC West 2021 season, and it was the exact opposite. They had the Seahawks winning the division, Niners second, Rams third, Cardinals fourth. So there you go. So Cal Sports Roundup, go through this quickly. Not much happening, except for the Dodgers, of course. They scored 21 runs the other night. They are hanging there, nipping at the heels of the Giants. Giants keep on humming along, though. Padres look good, too. It's going to be a fun summer with these three teams battling it out. And it's all quite on the Trevor Bauer front. Not sure what's going on there. He remains suspended. Dodgers need him back. After losing Dustin May already, losing Trevor Bauer for a significant time could be very costly. So that's it. We'll be back with a look at the Rams 2020 season and is the arrow pointing up or down for the 2021 season. I think you can probably guess how I feel about that. The last three weeks, we have checked in on the Rams' NFC West rivals. We started with the Cardinals, then it was the Seahawks, and last episode, we checked in on the Niners. We looked back at their 2020 season, what changes they have made since then that might improve them, what things might be going in the wrong direction for them, and why might fans of each of these teams be excited about the 2021 season and Also, why should they be worried? I'm going to give the Rams the same treatment here. Try to be as unbiased as possible, and that's going to be difficult. If you're a Rams fan, you probably look back at the 2020 season with overall a little bit of disappointment, but there were certainly some high points. It was an interesting year in that the Rams never had a three-game winning streak, and they only had one two game losing streak that was the jets and seahawks back to back they of course finished 10 and 6 second place in the NFC West grabbing one of those wild card spots they had some signature wins against Tampa Bay New England and Seattle uh, they had the playoff win at Seattle they also had that disappointing heartbreaking loss at Buffalo and Two losses to the Niners and a loss to the Jets. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But they finished 10-6. and Won that playoff game at Seattle. Lost a couple of key players, Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. Donald was able to play, but he wasn't himself. That was obvious. And then went to Green Bay and could not pull off the win there. And their season ended. Last year, the Rams had the 11th ranked offense in yards per game. 377 yards. Nothing to sneeze at, but... I can guarantee you Sean McVay and company was quite disappointed with that. They were 10th in rushing and 13th in passing. On defense, different story. Number one overall, first against the pass and third against the rush. That's really impressive because typically when a team is really good, for example, against the pass, they will suffer against the rush because that's all the opponents do. But in the Rams case, opponents could try anything they wanted. Rams are pretty rock solid. A lot of that had to do with Brandon Staley, the one-year wonder at defensive coordinator. Doesn't hurt to have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on your side, both pro bowlers, both all pro. Jared Goff threw for 3,925 yards, missed one game at the end there. Cam Akers ran for 625 yards. Interestingly, probably a surprise to some of you. Daryl Henderson was one yard behind him with 624 yards. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods led the receiving attack. Cup, 974 yards. Woods, 936. Good duo there. And the departed John Johnson led the defense with 105 tackles. The team, by the way, I left out when we're talking about the defense, they were second in sacks. Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald doing most of the damage there. When I look back at the Rams 2020 season, two things really stick out. A lot of people are going to point to that loss to the Dolphins, which was just horrific. But I can take losses like that. I can live with them. You're going to have occasional games like that where you go on the road, you have six days to prepare, the other team is coming off a bye in their home stadium, and the game is just... A horrible effort on all fronts for your team. But what I had trouble with was the loss to the Jets. And the two losses to a banged-up Niners team. That loss to the Jets at home. No excuse. And those two losses, you got to split with a team like the 49ers, a divisional rival that's hanging on by a thread injury-wise. You've got to find a way to beat them. And I was really disappointed that they couldn't end, again, that Jets loss. you got to get at least one, hopefully two wins, out of those three games. That Jet loss, wow. It wasn't a nail-biter, by any means, but it did result in a throbbing headache for me that evening and the following morning. Horrible game to watch. Really disappointing. That's our look back at the 2020 season. Now let's take a look at the changes they have made. and. What is the prognosis for the 2021 Los Angeles Rams? So what's happened to the Rams since the end of the 2020 season? Well, they've lost quite a few guys. John Johnson, their leading tackler, he's gone. Will most likely be replaced by Taylor Rapp. Troy Hill, their slot corner, he's gone. Remains to be seen who's going to replace him, but the Rams seem to have a couple of good guys in-house that can step up and do a good job. Jared Goff, also gone, of course. And Michael Brockers, longtime Ram, one of my favorites. Just does that grunt work along the defensive line. He's in Detroit with Goff. Now, the interesting thing about Brockers is, in April of 2020, at the very beginning of free agency, he signed a deal with the Ravens. He had hurt his ankle at the end of the 2019 season, and the Ravens had some concerns. It was difficult for them to do an in-person exam of Brockers, and it got a little complicated. They eventually backed out of the deal, but in the meantime, the Rams had signed uh, Sean Robinson, So the Rams sign Robinson and then bring back Brockers. And Brockers ended up being the main guy there. Robinson was banged up for most of the first part of the season. Now Brockers is gone. So the Rams are kind of back where they were, having Robinson but no Brockers. So so what I'm trying to get at here is the Rams already had this replacement in-house. And they also brought in draft picks Bobby Brown and Ernest Brown Jr., Rams are set there, I think, although I think they are going to miss Brocker's locker room presence. Morgan Fox, a rotational guy on the defensive line, he's gone. I do not think that's a big loss. Rams have some guys, I think, that can step in and fill his role, but it does hurt your depth a little bit. Austin Blythe, the center, has also moved on, and that's created a little bit of musical chairs on the offensive line. But the Rams are well-stocked on the offensive line, despite what you might hear the so-called experts say. Austin Corbett will slide over and play center, it appears anyways. And the Rams have some young guys they can slide in at right guard to replace Corbett. Josh Reynolds has also moved on, but the Rams obviously are well-stocked at the receiving position. And the Rams do have some new arrivals, most notably quarterback Matthew Stafford. More than a minor detail there, Stafford is hopefully going to elevate this team at the quarterback position. As some of you probably know by now, I am not a big critic of Jared Goff. I think he's a good quarterback, and I'm hoping the best for him. But Stafford is a whole different deal. And what's really nice about Stafford is he actually has a great record coming back, leading his team to victories in the fourth quarter. And that's something the Rams have really missed For a number of years. They've also added Deshaun Jackson, who will hopefully provide a vertical threat along with rookie Tutu Atwell. They had a number of draft picks that hopefully will contribute. The most notable one to me is Ernest Jones, a linebacker, and also Robert Rochelle, the cornerback. Jones will hopefully elevate that linebacker core, I'll talk about that in a minute. And Rochelle, I am guessing the Rams. Expect him to possibly replace Troy Hill at the slot corner position or possibly even replace Darius Williams if he happens to move on in free agency next year. God, I hope that's not the case. But got to add the depth to protect yourself. Rochelle looks like a keeper to me from what I have seen. So we got two solid free agency pickups and then a slew of rookies that will hopefully help as well. Overall, you're going to have to say this is a net loss in free agency for the Rams. That's kind of obvious, but I think they've done such a good job drafting and identifying undrafted free agents that can slide in and fill these roles. I'm not too concerned about that. There are a few things I am concerned about. We'll get to that in a second. Like we did for the Cards, Seahawks, and Niners. What are the five reasons... A Ram fan should be excited about the 2021 season. Well, first, I've already touched on this as Matthew Stafford. When did the Rams last have a solid quarterback that you felt 100% confident was going to be able to go in there and lead this team from day one? Jared Goff was kind of close. I mean, there was games where Goff looked like just an incredible passer. There was a Sam Bradford days. Eh, Good and bad from Bradford, Mark Bulger. Mark Bulger had his moments. But between Warner and Stafford, not a lot to get excited about at the quarterback position. But now we have him, and I'm excited about that. The second thing I'm excited about is the number of weapons this team has on offense. From the running back position with Akers and Henderson, both can catch the ball out of the backfield. In the tight end position with Tyler Higbee, we know he can produce if needed. And the rookie, Jacob Harrison, the second-year guy, Bryson Hopkins. I think we're okay at the tight end position. And then wide receiver. Woods and Cup, known quantities. Those guys are gamers. They block, they run routes, and they get yardage after the catch. Two hard-working, productive receivers. And then you throw in Deshaun Jackson and Tutu Atwell with some speed to burn, jet sweeps with both of those guys. Actually, all four of these receivers can run the jet sweep. And I even think Jacob Harris could be used in that role. He's got some great speed for a 6'5", 220-pound tight end. And I almost forgot about Van Jefferson. He's coming back, second-year guy. Lots of promise. He can be used in a lot of different ways as well. The third thing I'm excited about one of the keys to our success last season having Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on the same defense. The best player in the NFL and the best cornerback in the NFL. It is just so much fun watching both of these guys play. And you know, with these two on the field together, This is going to be a very good defense. I don't care who the defensive coordinator is. The fourth thing I'm excited about is really just the stadium and the vibe. As some of you know, I did a tour there recently. The place is incredible. I don't care how many visiting fans are there to watch their teams. That stadium is going to be rocking. And it's going to be the center of the NFL universe for many years to come. And the Rams are at the heart of that You've got to be excited about that. The fifth thing that I'm excited about, and this may come as a surprise to some of you, is the offensive line. I think we have a very good offensive line. I think it's very deep. We got a lot of guys that can play a lot of spots on that offensive line. Not too worried about injuries because we can plug and play three or four guys anywhere on that line and do a good job. Now, what are the five things a Rams fan? Should be concerned about. What should we be worried about as the 2021 season approaches? And apparently, this is where my bias kicks in. I could only come up with four. Number one, well, I'm going to contradict myself here. A minute ago, I told you how great this defense was going to be because they have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. But in the back of my mind, there has to be a little bit of concern with. Brandon Staley gone, and John Johnson gone, and Troy Hill moving on. Is this defense going to take a step back? Got to be a little concerned about that. I think it's going to be a very good defense. Is it going to be the number one defense in the league? I don't know. We lost some very good players. So that remains to be seen. Got to have a little bit of concern about that. Number two. Can these linebackers get it done? We got a lot of linebackers. We got a lot of pretty good linebackers, a couple that are unproven. Is one of them going to step up and be that great linebacker that we need to really solidify this defense? I love Troy Reader, Micah Kaiser, Kenny Young, Trevin Howard. We got a lot of good guys there. Ernest Jones, the rookie, coming in. Is he the answer? We don't know. So this could be another year of just pretty good linebacker play. It would be nice one year to have stellar linebacker play. Number three, got a tough schedule. Second place schedule, but look at the draw. That means we get the Ravens and the Buccaneers, two second place teams. We get the Seahawks twice, the Niners twice, the Cardinals twice. We get the Packers. We get the Bears. It's a tough schedule. The Titans, not an easy road to an 11 or 12 win season. I think they can do it, but the schedule's tough. And number four, the last concern, we lost John Johnson, the safety, underrated safety. He's moved on. Do we have the safeties to get the job done? I think we do, but again, in the back of my mind, Is someone going to step up and fill that void? Johnson was our leading tackler last year. He's a voice of that defense, and he's gone. So who's going to step up? Is the safety position going to be a strength like it was last year? That's the only four I could come up with. I thought and thought and thought, what else am I concerned about? You know, if I had to come up with a fifth one, it's the punting. Is Johnny Hecker going to bounce back? But we have another good punter in house that could compete for that job. And I think Johnny is going to bounce back. He's a Hall of Fame punter. I can't see him having two mediocre years in a row. He'll get it together and come through. So that's it. Now, overall, is the arrow pointing up or pointing down for the Rams? I think it's pointing up. It's still a great defense. This offense has lots of weapons. It has a very good proven quarterback. And we have a great coaching staff. And we're playing in the greatest stadium on the planet. Heck yeah, the arrow's pointing up. And as I've mentioned previously, I see 11 or 12 wins in this team this year. Possibly 13 if the breaks go their way. And an NFC West Divisional title. But watch out for those Niners, never write off the Seahawks, and the Cardinals could be improved as well. I thought I'd have a little bit of fun this weekend next. Most of you have probably figured out that I get hung up on lists, and here comes another one. I wanted to try to identify the top 20 sports figures in Southern California, and by sports figures, I mean athletes and coaches who are currently active. This week, I will list 11 through 20 insurmountable mentions. Don't get too hung up on the order here. This is just for fun. It's really impossible to order these guys accurately, so just think of this as the 10 sports figures that belong in the second group. Next week, we'll spend a little more time ranking accurately our top 10 sports figures in Southern California. So let's see how this list turned out. First, some honorable mentions. uh, They are three coaches, Mick Cronin, Brandon Staley, and Clay Helton. Cronin, because he is rejuvenating that UCLA program, And any UCLA basketball coach should be on this list in some fashion, in my opinion. And same for Clay Helton. He's struggled as a coach, in my opinion, there. A lot of people want him out. But he is the USC football coach. And that carries a lot of weight. And Brandon Staley. It's a little early to consider him to be a top 20 sports figure in Southern California. But I have a feeling he's on his way up. He's going to be really popular as things move forward. I think he's going to have some success that will result in nationwide notoriety for Brandon Staley. Another guy I would include as an honorable mention is the Dodgers' Corey Seager. He would probably be higher on this list, certainly in the top 15. But he's just been banged up so much. When he is healthy and at his best, he is probably the Dodgers' second-best player, in my opinion, after Mookie Betts. Let's get to number 20, though. Number 20 on my list is Andrew Whitworth. And the one thing that stands out about Andrew Whitworth is, is there anyone that doesn't love Andrew Whitworth? We're going to be mentioning some guys on this list that are controversial. Some of them are actually disliked by a lot of people, but Andrew Whitworth, he's a gentleman, he's a leader of that Ram locker room, he's known nationwide, he's recognized as one of the best left tackles in the game and has been for 10 plus years, and he's just a great guy, and this might be his last year. I, don't, I wouldn't say that he's highly influential, but he's certainly famous in Southern California and across the country. The second guy I'm going to list here, number 19, is Chicharito. I may not even be saying that right, otherwise known as Javier Hernandez. Little P is the translation for Chicharito. He's Mexico's all-time leading scorer. He's played for Manchester United, Real Madrid, West Ham United, among others. And now he's a star with the LA Galaxy, extremely popular I originally did not have him on my list at all. I sent a draft of my list to my shy special assistant who chooses to remain anonymous. And he said, what about this guy? And I said, who the heck is he? And he reminded me and I said, you know what, you're right. He belongs on this list. Number 18, Dave Roberts. He manages to stay out of the limelight more than you would expect for a manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers, but he's their skipper, one of the most iconic franchises in the world. Gotta have him on this list. Number 17, Anthony Davis. The other AD has had the opportunity to be even higher on this list, but in some ways he hasn't delivered. But Lakers did win a championship last year with him on board, considered one of the better players in the NBA. He's known across the country. I put him on this list. Number 16, the Chargers quarterback, Justin Herbert. A young, promising guy. Quarterback for an NFL team in the entertainment capital of the world. Things are looking up for him. I wouldn't say he's influential, necessarily extremely famous, but he's on his way up. Same with number 15 on this list, his teammate on the Chargers, Joey Bosa. Been injured a little bit, but clearly one of the best edge rushers in the NFL. Everybody knows that name, Bosa, along with his brother, Nick. He's on this list for better or worse. Number 14, Paul George, the Palmdale kid playing for the L.A. Clippers. Again, one of the top players in the NBA. He's taken some licks for not being as clutch, but I was really impressed with his performance this past playoff season in the NBA. Number 13 on this list Justin Turner, the Dodgers third baseman. He's been around forever, it seems like. He's actually been 10 years. Just keeps on humming along. RBIs and home runs. Great presence in the locker room. And how many other professional athletes can pull off a leading role on Game of Thrones while still batting 290. Number 12, Jalen Ramsey. Talk about a guy with swag, a national reputation, perhaps the best cornerback in the NFL, big personality. Love Jalen Ramsey. Number 11. Now, in my first draft of this list, he clearly belonged on it, and that's last year's Cy Young winner Trevor Bauer. Now, some things have happened since then, you're following the news, and I considered removing him, but for now, given him the benefit of the doubt, he's certainly well-known, maybe for some of the wrong reasons. Perhaps for the time being, we should just call him the Notorious TB. In one of my earlier podcasts, I expressed concern about the Dodgers signing Trevor Bauer, his social media presence, some of his opinions, How he behaves on the mound, his shenanigans, how is that going to fit in in this Dodger culture. I didn't see this coming, these legal issues that have sprung up. But for now, Trevor Bauer is number 11 on this list. Next week, we'll talk about our top 10 SoCal sports figures. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach out to us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And please, subscribe and give us that five-star rating. We really appreciate it. And remember, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.